this is the Pie Boy Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Pie Boy Podcast. This is Sparky. Pretty good Super Bowl. I had to just come out and say it. I'm happy for Tom Brady. A lot of haters out there, but sorry, he's the GOAT. I don't have time to argue with you. I'm not going to do it here. Um, But Super Bowl, pretty mild from compared to my stories about the Super Bowl. But it was fun. And I still have all those memories, so I like to kind of tell the stories and remember that stuff and live backwards in time, time travel through the memories and enjoy it a little bit during the game and think about it and podcast about it and text people about it. Um, reminisce. It's fun. But I just wanted to recap some of the stuff and like one of my favorite things and I think I have a story that's dedicated a whole episode will be dedicated to the pig pile but that is something that's a signature move of the Swain family and it's been done at Super Bowls for many years but not only in Super Bowls all times all kinds of sports related things on a baseball field on a football field um, pig piles swimming um, camping trips, you name it, pig piles in the snow. And at my feet did touch the ceiling and kick ceiling popcorn everywhere. And I, I don't know how high seven feet, maybe eight feet. We didn't have like super high ceilings in there, but I still got up there and kicked my feet. Uh, it was pretty stupid. And regrettable but also a good story and i don't know if people remember that that were there they even listened to this but it'd be funny if i could get at least one confirmation which i know i could so anyway the pig pile um there's so many legendary stories i think i said something about uncle squiggy at one point was under a pig pile in the 70s that was so big that when he came out, they said he looked like Gumby. He was flattened. He was a little dude. It was like maybe when he was a freshman or sophomore in high school. <laughs> and it was kind of a rite of passage. It came out to be similar to the term pie boy, but it was actually like a physical like love Tough love, physical tough love. That sounds terrible, but that's what it was. A big pile came out of love and fun. Sometimes people got hurt, but that wasn't the point. It was just to be funny and kind of squishy a little bit to say, like, poke a little fun or poke you a little bit because you won something or beat somebody, got something that we didn't get, rubbed it in our face, you know. Karma is a big pile sometimes. But yeah, I want to go back to that at some point. So tune in for that. Something to look forward to. Other characters. So Fat Pat was a character that 
was around when my dad was really young. He claimed to be there when my dad's voice cracked. He heard it crack when they were playing wiffle ball. He remembers playing wiffle ball in some lot or somebody's backyard or something with all the neighborhood kids of various ages in the 60s sometime, maybe early 70s. And my dad hit a home run for the first time on on Uncle Itchy Rat, and he said, Fat Pat would always say this, it was his funny story, but also his, like, kind of, his catchphrase, it was, like, his catchphrase for, just for my dad, I guess, where he'd say, it's on the roof, Rat, it's on the roof, because he hit the wiffle ball up on the roof, the home run went up on whoever's roof in the backyard or park or something, and it was a big deal and to hit a home run on your brother, you know, when you're growing up or on your sister or your sister, do it to your brother, whatever. It just feels good. It's funny, but Fat Pat would claim to be there and always say, it's on the roof, it's on the roof. And he also talk about grog. It's what he called drinking beer. He always talked about being from Mayberry, which he went to Milwaukee High School, so Milwaukee, Putnam, Clackamas, Gladstone, um, all those schools or all the people kind of live scattered in the same area, like Clackamas and Sunnyside now and all that stuff wasn't as developed, but they all kind of hung out and knew each other. And Fat Pat would call Milwaukee Mayberry, like the show and from the Andy Griffith show, which it was back in the day. It's so weirdy, so old fashioned such a joker but he stayed at our house out of nowhere he was like a super bowl ghost came out of nowhere of a super bowl pass and had seen my dad at the store or something my dad was such a nice guy let him stay a couple days after the super bowl it turned into a week and then two weeks and then i think it was almost like like two years almost he stayed with us on and off it was crazy and i think the story is i might be getting this wrong but he stole in the end he got mad at my dad and he stole like baseball cards maybe a mickey mantle card if you're a baseball fan you might crap your pants a little bit if you hear that but i don't know who else it would have been that knew anything about that stuff or where to even look because my dad had showed it to him like ding dong but whatever not my problem but that's fat pat a lot about him. I might talk about him later in the the nickname nickname portion of my story. But we're keeping it Super Bowl related. And then one time we met people at Goat Mountain, which is outside of Malala and Colton and Oregon City. And we are uh, inner tubing and driving trucks and having a fire up there with my parents and some other families that we knew. And we were sledding, and we met these random people up like Goat Mountain from maybe Camby or something kind of close to there, but not really. And got really chummy chummy because I think my dad and his buddy Spud, not my sister Spud, but the original Spud, the old Spud, and they made friends with these people and ended up inviting my dad invited them to our Super Bowl party, which I think was in a month from that point in time. 
guess what? We just went on. We like had our normal crazy Super Bowl party. And before the game started, a lot of people would always show up, like I said, and ding dong doorbell. We're like, nobody rings a doorbell at the Swain's house. Like I grew up leaving our doors unlocked, which I was scared shitless to do. I would lock in. People would get mad at me. We'd live out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So we should lock the doors. It's scary as shit. Sorry. I'm a chicken. But these people rang the doorbell and I answered it and I was like, hello. I didn't remember them. And they're like, hey, we met you at Goat Mountain and you said come over on Super Bowl. And like we drove over and we didn't have your number. You just told us where you live. We wrote it down and we showed up. Not even shitting you. And these people were nice and all but they had this they had a couple kids i think it was three at least three kids and the girl was like middle and in the middle like was my age so i was in middle school and the other kids are younger and whatever they came over and it was super awkward for a while they were there for the game they left right after the game they were there for like three or four hours with all these other numbskulls and family and jokers and pie boys and pie girls and crazy neighbors and hippies and like literally a guy named hippie mike probably walking around stuff like that and this whatever they left we dealt with it. We were nice, even though it's weird. Weirdos being with weirdos is pretty weird. And if you're weird, you understand that. Like me. And the girl left a notebook. Oh, and then was like, don't look in her stuff. I think my stepmom said, that's not right. We'll never see her again. We don't even know her name. Like we met her and then she had kind of kept to herself the whole time we were doing boy stuff, watching the games, you know, screwing around with the dads. And we started looking and it was creepy emo stuff, like Satanist stuff. Uh, I think we found like, I think there was a whole backpack now that I think about it and I left that out. It just kind of came back to me and there was all kinds of weird stuff, a weird mix of music like Screamo and not putting those people down, but with no context and people come to your house and leave the stuff that, and you don't know how to get a hold of them or like, you don't know if they're going to come back or not. And I'm pretty sure my dad burnt it. And if you believe in, karma and weird stuff and weird energy and spiritual stuff and whatever kind of stuff that could be bad luck that could back come back to get you but they never came back so don't get worried it was just really awkward and we laughed about it gave my dad a really hard time he was a deputy doodah that invited these random people over but Anyway, the last thing I'll say about the Super Bowl, and not really the last thing, but the last little story before the bigger story of another character famous at the Super Bowl, but one that I talked about was Snake, and how he was, I just have to recap, it makes me laugh so hard I had forgot about it, that he had this phobia of being at my house and people walking in while he's using the crapper does didn't matter what bathroom at one point we finally had like three bathrooms because my parents updated 
they built another like add-on to the house and their room and whatever. So that had a bathroom and there was a downstairs and there was an upstairs and there's outside, but he said any bathroom, it, it didn't matter. People would always walk in on him. He said my stepmom would, and she'd like make fun of him <laughs> and like berate him and be like, I'm pretty sure as if he was whacking off at one point, <laughs> just like terribly embarrassing stuff. And sometimes we wouldn't believe him because he is so paranoid, but then other times he'd have real stories and we would laugh at him so hard. And I still, I have to laugh because it's just, it's his luck. He's kind of a jackass and karma would come back. Now that I think about it in weird ways and it would do things like that, like embarrassing things to him. Oh man. God bless him. Uh, but Snake was a famous Super Bowl person, but one of the most infamous was Lumpy. Lumpy in the Super Bowl at our house. This was always epic. His family always would have one. So he'd go back in back and forth and he'd always talk trash about our food and go back to his house and get good food, which I knew it was. I knew him and his hippie parents were making some real good stuff on huge skillet, huge barbecue, maybe actual like pigs that they raised at one point in time, different things like that. So anyway, Lumpy is a legend at my house and he got himself in a lot of trouble on like big events when a lot of people were there because I think he got excited. It was kind of a bigger audience than just my dad and myself or my dad and my sister or my dad, my brother, my stepmom, my sister, you know, like the five of the five of us and then maybe some friends sometimes, but to have almost a hundred people. And I, I told my wife, we had a side note, we had a hundred people at, at a Super Bowl, and she laughed at one point in time. It's hard to believe not with Corona out of the context, but it's hard to believe that at our little house, but out in the Canyon, but we did it and I was there and eventually got smaller and all these things. But Lumpy took that as a dare as a time to shine as to be the star sometimes in bad ways. And this is one that it teeters on good or bad. And this story, it jumps ahead a little bit in the timeline, but we'll get to who Lumpy is deep down and other thing, other stories about Lumpy um, later when we get back to the original timeline. So stay tuned. And this is called Lumpy and the Upper Decker. Lumpy got the bright idea to do an upper decker one Super Bowl in the upstairs toilet because he was upset at my sister for making fun of him. Tater Tot and the Barney Boys had told us about upper deckers on a baseball trip. It inspired bad behavior. Tater Tot's brother and friends hazard doing the god-awful prank while attending house parties in Corvallis during their time at Oregon State University. The nickname is in reference to the upper tank of a toilet and the upper deck of a baseball stadium and a player hitting a home run to that part of the stadium. It's the big hit that lives forever, and it is also the mess of a lifetime. The whole baseball team was floored, and it created a monster that year. We did upper deckers to all the toilets in the locker rooms at John Day High School on our spring break trip that year. 
and even the Dairy Queen that had kicked us out. Good times. Those people were animals. They berated us from jacked up trucks and even threw large rocks through the windows of their own high school gym in hopes to hit us while we slept for baseball games the next day. What got Lumpy caught was when some other jackass got the toilet clogged and we had to fix it. It was a, it was Snake who clogged it, or so we thought. Lumpy not, uh, had not told a soul of his actions and planned to literally blow up the Super Bowl and our bathroom up in secret. Snake had a bad reputation for getting our toilets clogged on 10 or more occasions. He also had a phobia of people walking in on him, taking a poop whenever he came to our house. Snake claimed it happened every time he came over and the same two or three people would walk in on him. Another one of those people was my little brother. He said my little brother always walked in on him. Uh, and then the main one was my stepmom. Uh, he was scared for life and so embarrassed. He would have nervous freakouts about it and we would laugh at him. Sometimes he would try to hold poops until he got home. Nonetheless, we were all in the kitchen when water started dripping from one of the ceiling lights. I ran upstairs first and found water running out of the toilet with shit and toilet paper coming out too. I ran downstairs and told my dad. I also turned the water line off so it would quit flowing. All the kids upstairs came in and were screaming about the mess. My dad was so pissed and so was my stepmom. Then my dad and I started to fix it, and that's when we found the upper decker. It was a giant hard poop, clogged in the float, and I almost died right there. Snake and Lumpy had teamed up, and they didn't even know it. My dad didn't think it was funny at all, and he knew who it was. He started yelling for Lumpy, and everyone watching laughed. He tried to grab him and pop him in the mouth, but Lumpy got away for the time being. My sister and I started cleaning up the mess. And then my dad was finally given Lumpy a talking to. He ended up kicking him out of our house. He got banned from the house for a month over that incident. Once the mess was cleaned up and my parents calmed down, they told the other adults what happened. At first, they were laughing their asses off, but then they were a little pissed at, at, at Lumpy, too. My dad thought the upper decker was funny, just not at our house. Dad knew it was Lumpy because he had heard the stories of Lumpy and friends doing it at other people's houses, and Dad thought that was so hilarious. When we first told him, he almost died. He cried laughing. The whole baseball reference to hitting a home run to the upper deck was great. The pooping in the upper chamber so a little bit of poo came out with each flush was genius. It was the gift that keeps giving. When things blew over and Lumpy was able to come over again, he admitted he messed up. He explained his whole plan 
And he also said he didn't think that someone would clog the toilet at the same time. He claimed it was a freak accident. My sister wanted to kill Lumpy even though he apologized. The point was he didn't have to clean up the mess. That pissed Spud off because she really had nothing to do with it except that it was in our bathroom. I remember having to keep flushing so the turd would break up once we got the first clog undone with the plunger. It was more than a freaking mess. It was so gross. I was so mad. I wanted to rub it in Snake and Lumpy's face like two bad dogs. The room smelled so bad, and I was cursing Lumpy up and down as I imagined him walking a sorry ass home. I kept saying, God damn it, Lumpy. He caught me this time. Oh, the infamous Lumpy. And also Snake. Snake and Lumpy team up in, in many stories in my life of bad behavior. And sometimes they inspired each other separately. Sometimes they were always in on it. Sometimes it was one and the other one didn't know and or, and or got blamed for something the other did. Whenever I got mixed up with those two, I usually got in trouble as well. And this time I did too. And I wanted to take it personal, but then eventually as I started telling people the story, which I did not that Monday after the Super Bowl because I didn't go to school um, except for a few times in high school when I really had to because there was a game or a practice I couldn't get out of out of because I said I went to the dentist or the poop doctor or the dentist or foot doctor whatever doctor you know but yeah these dudes always got me in trouble and i would tell the story when i get back to school and people would laugh and i told that story for a while with the upper decker lumpy was so proud of himself i knew i said i'm not as i'm not making things up when i say that lumpy liked to have a crowd and he liked to show off and he liked to be funny and he was really funny and he had great timing not in the sense of great timing where everybody was happy when it would happen or happy what he did actually but it was his timing of it yeah it was at the right time but it was always messed up and always over the top and you'd remember it and be ingrained in your head or you'd be part of it and it'd be ingrained that way too like ptsd i know i have a little bit from some of the things we did and got into stupid in his own words and oh man my dad was so mad that if he would have done it to somebody else's house, my dad would have just laughed on those people's back the whole time with us. But then it happened to us, and I, I was kind of like, Dad, what did you think was going to happen? We invited Lumpy. Anytime Lumpy came over, it was an open door for things and possibilities, and some of those things were good, and a lot of them were bad. Um... 
he just came became unchained unhinged at my house something about my dad brought something out not uh, my dad like beat him up or was tough or whatever like he just loved my dad and he loved us he loved my sister and my brother and me and my family members and different characters and stuff like big mike and fat pat and actually him and fat pat didn't get along but lumpy had been pig pile like all he is so ingrained in my family because he was he just loved to be around all that crazy stuff just like i like to be around all of his crazy family members too but yeah when he got banned it was kind of rough because lumpy was a staple he was at the house during the week he wasn't just like a weekend friend he was my neighbor i saw him sometimes every day multiple times you know, going to school, coming home, going to the store, going some adventure, going to get dinner, running errand. We hung out a lot. And Lumpy <laughs> being bad made me kind of sad, but he kind of deserved it at the same time because he was unhinged. When he would talk to me about stuff he was going to do, I could kind of influence him a little bit and maybe help and make like take a little heat or whatever. But in this, when he went rogue like this, and would just poop in a, the top tank of a toilet and not tell anybody until like the worst case scenario went down. And even then, run away and try to be tough. And my dad have to like scold him like freaking dog. In front of everybody and like, oh, Lumpy, the unsung dumbass hero, dummy all-star 2005. But my dad loved his. He, now he, he, you can bet he would laugh. He knew it was stupid and we had to clean it up. And Kayla and I really are the ones that clean it up and mostly Kayla um so shout out to my sister for toughing that one out it was bad real bad oh lumpy uh i know she wanted to pop him right in the mug but it didn't go down she got him back other times though he paid for it in other ways karma's a bitch as we all know so don't think lumpy got away too easy at my house he never had to pay for almost a million dollars in damage that we've estimated over the years i didn't write it down or put it in google sheets or anything my friends but it's a pretty good rough estimate based on some facts and um some blemishes and things but i think you'd be surprised if you did a million dollars like i think it'd be pretty spot on but that's other stories and like i said i'm jumping around in the timeline but i think i had to tell a story it came up when i was working on the super bowl story and thinking about it and talking it out um with my wife and talking it to myself in my head and writing down notes all my sticky notes that are on my computer and stuff and i was just thinking about people and other stories longer stories maybe shorter stories of characters and things that happened the super bowl at least when i was there a lot of the stuff i was referring to is like 
when I was little and before I was there, the legacy of the Super Bowl, and then what I knew what the Super Bowl party was. But anyway, I wanted to end it on that note and also say come check out my Instagram, Pie Boy Podcast. I also uh, I do uh, some album art every week for the one to two episodes. So I post a little something about the details of the show and that episode. Um, maybe some other little stories or tidbits that I think about in the moment as I'm posting and recording. And um, I also tie, I do a story and I tie a song to it. So I call the album art um, or or album cover because I look at it as like a record. It's a recording. I made a record. It'd be cool to make a vinyl someday, but that's what I inspired to. So that's why I call it that. And I want, I make album covers um, for my stories so you can check them out. And what I was saying is the song, I pick songs that I either talk about in the story or that make me think of the story and help me relate to it. And um, I think it's worth checking out. Um, It's pretty unique stuff. Yes. I'm sharing other people's music, but all the photos are from my collection ones I've either either taken or my family members and they've given to me to put my creative take on them and add my words and my story and my voice and I appreciate it if you come check it out and share and tell your friends and I hope you all well and happy hunting till next time